Hello. Hi. I'm Courtney Fluger. Um, I was the most recent interviewee by Matt Cooper. Um, and uh, as you may know, me and Matt enjoyed the song Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. So now I'm going to introduce Matt. <clears throat> yeah. This show, this live show, is dedicated to all the people who said in the fume hood would never amount to nothing. To all the people who didn't think Matt's interviews would last more than two episodes, called the police because the jokes were so bad. <laughs> and to all my educators in this struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. <laughs> Give it up for In the Fume Hood with Matt Cooper. Summer School. I'm Matt Cooper, Associate Teaching Professor of Chemical and Biomolecular Engineering at North Carolina State University, and I'm happy to welcome all of you to this edition of In the Fume Hood Live. Today I'll be interviewing a great panel of folks in our chemi education community. Tracy Gardner, Teaching Professor of Chemical and Biomolecular Engineering at the Colorado School of Mines. Cynthia Rivera Jimenez, Instructional Assistant Professor of Engineering Education at the University of Florida. Mika Barenkin, Teaching Associate Professor of Chemical and Biomolecular Engineering at Colorado School of Mines, and Dami Daramola, Assistant Professor of Chemical and Biomolecular Engineering at Ohio University. Today we're going to be talking about their experiences from the past great week of this year's summer school. For our listener, there are even more fans here today than at the show on Monday. There must be two, three hundred people in here. It's standing room only. Just listen to that crowd. <laughs> With the preceding introduction now complete, here I offer the In the Fume a disclaimer as follows. Just to be clear, this podcast is recorded completely outside of my guests and I's normal work responsibilities on our own time, and all opinions expressed in this podcast are likewise our own. They are not intended to reflect those of our employers, funding agencies, professional societies, or frankly anyone, just us. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started with our terrific panel. Thank you all for being here. So, you know... This is the first summer school for all of you. This is my third one. I hope that I have many more left in my career. But for all of you, this is your first. And so Tracy and Mika, the two of you live here. So I'm not going to direct this question to you. <clears throat> but Cynthia and Dami, this is your maybe first time in Golden. Uh, what do you think of the town? What do you think of the Colorado School of Mines campus? What do you go, Cynthia? Um, it's beautiful. I, I love everything. I love, I love the mountains. It reminds me of Puerto Rico. Very nice. I love the weather. I mean, humid, like the island. Uh, the campus is very well kept. Beautiful. I love, again, the, the mountains is what uh, get me the, the, the idea of they have rivers surrounded. So it's so beautiful. I re I'm really happy to be here. I agree. It's lovely. What do you think, Tom? I agree. It's, it's nice. I mean, I walk out of the dorms and you look outside and you can see, you know, the mountains in the background. Mm -hmm. So first day I walked out, I took a nice picture. And the whole time I'm thinking, oh, the elevation doesn't affect me that much. And someone was like, well, do you not feel out of breath when you walk up? I was like, you know what? Oh, that's what it is. I thought I was just out of shape, but it's definitely so. But it's, yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. campus, and, and thank you for, for bringing us here. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Thank you very much to the committee for making such an incredible choice mm -hmm. of a location for this year's summer school. I think it was a terrific one. So, uh, Mika and Tracy, I think it's kind of interesting because the two of you were on the committee. 
So this is also your first summer school, and as you've led up to this event, I have to imagine you were like, what is all this work that we're putting in going to get us? Because I know you put in a ton of work. Mika, you did so much to make this uh, In the Fume Bud recording and the one on Monday possible. Let's go ahead and give Mika a quick round of applause. I'm gonna give a shout out. Shout out to Julian in the back. He's one of the folks who helped us too, one of the student workers. Thank you, Julian. I also want to thank Brandon Spurlock, who's volunteered for every single day this week on the uh, summer school. Way to go, Brandon. <laughs> we all really appreciate everything you did to make this event so wonderful. So you put in all this time, Mika and Tracy, making sure this event was going to be so wonderful. And now that you've seen what it's become, what, what do you think as you reflect on that experience? So personally, I think it's kind of interesting to, to see how the sausage is made first before you bite into it, but uh, uh, it's definitely delicious sausage. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I'll say when we started this and we took it on, I didn't realize there was this large committee of seven mm. other people who had already done a lot of this before, so I was very thankful for that. Oh, yeah. Because I thought we were taking on, oh, we have to plan program, we have to do everything. So it was very nice to have this large committee. Um, but, but I would say my biggest takeaway is that this community is like a family and I'm so excited to be a bigger part of it than I was before and thinking I'm like the old kid in class <laughs> who, you know, did industry for a while and then came back. It's like, why didn't I do this at the beginning? So I'm just, I'm really excited to have had the opportunity to be part of it. And to anyone else who, who, uh, hasn't had a department that has sent teaching faculty or something like that, um, just host it and then you can get to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you mentioned community and I think that's the great thing about the summer school is that it injects a lot of new life into our wonderful community. And uh, for instance, I haven't seen Dami in a really long time. Dami was my lab mate whenever I was in graduate school and I hadn't seen him in so long and it was wonderful to get to reconnect and now he's on the panel. So this is, this is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I think it, goes to show how great of an experience and how important the summer school really is. So, you know, Cynthia, what about you? You know, you're a new attendee and I'm curious, you're a presenter too. So what, do you, what are your reflections on your first summer school? I love that. I love the community. I mean, um, so you introduced me as an instructional faculty, but I'm actually transitioning to be a tenure track faculty in the fall. So being able to to see the people that made me get to this point, like the teaching faculty that were very hard, that inspired me. Um, I see you all in AKE and ASCE, but being able to be just us is so private and beautiful. Um, I met other fellow teaching faculty that also transitioned to be tenure track faculty, Gerard in the house. Uh, so, uh, and, and it is nice to, to be able to also share that experience with them. So I look forward to what I can contribute more to the, to the, to the field and, and, and to our beautiful community, and as Tracy said, the family, because it feels like family. So. Mm -hmm. What about you, Dami? I mean, I certainly agree. So the first thing the chair of our department told me when I was coming to this, is said, you know, I've been to this two, three times, and the first time I came, some of the people that I met at that conference was the people that I still talk to today. So that sense of, of community is, is, is very crucial, and, and that's proven itself to be true. The closest thing I can compare this to is like a Gordon Research Conference, except you don't attend workshops per se, you just have, you attend talks, but the workshops have been, have been crucial, and, and I think 
that sense of community and like connection and, and those workshops and practical skills have been critical. And I, I will echo what my, my um, chair said in that I feel like this community will be something that I will, I will cherish and, and rely on for years to come. Yeah, you absolutely will, trust me, because that's exactly the way that I felt. I met so many wonderful people at my first summer school whenever I went in Maine, which was in 2012. And I met people that I'm still great friends with to this day and colleagues. So we, I know I attended a bunch of workshops this week and a bunch of events and all those different things. So uh, Cindy and Dami, I'm curious what your most memorable workshop that you attended was. Who, who gave the workshop and what did you think was the, uh, you know, your biggest takeaway from it? You go ahead, Dom. All right. So <laughs> I've attended a number and I'll say I want to maybe separate this into two pockets. Um, one, practical skills I could learn and then the other like one I actually participated in. So um, the first two would be um, I attended uh, a session by Ashley and Ashley is the one I recognize. Um, it was a practical, like, I teach numerical methods. And so we were learning how to use interactive notebooks in, in, in that actual class. And then I was before I first learned that MATLAB also has sort of interactive notebooks that you use in class. So that's something that was like a useful utility. And then it was coupled with the fact that it was a MATLAB um, technical consultant on site that I could talk to and ask questions about that. And I would say the other side of it was I liked the session you did. Um, and there was a, right before this, there was a beer tasting, uh, or brew, sorry. Let, let me clarify, it was a brewing um, um, session where we got to taste beer. So those two I got to participate in and the actual active participation was, hands on, was hands good. On. It was very hands-on, exactly. Dom, so you stole so. mine. <laughs> those are my two favorites also. <laughs> so I, I liked um, Lisa Bueller, she's here, uh, and Susan's workshop on advising. Um, I'm the faculty advisor of the AKI chapter and you know I'm also starting to advise more research-oriented students. So I think it was a really good framework to, to advise students in the right way, which I really appreciate. Um, I also love the, uh, the, the quitable teamwork uh, that Victoria Godrich and Troy, I think is his name. Troy uh, yeah. yeah. So they, they did that, and, and it's so related to the things that I do that I think is we complement very well. And I think what they did, they had a really a cool activity that they put us to create a story without showing each other. Uh, what the cars wear, and it was a really cool team dynamics activity, and I'm stealing that for sure for my classes. <laughs> so, Mika, you said that Dami stole yours. So do you have anything to add about those? Yeah, so I would say the brewing one was fun. I didn't actually get to taste beer because I was in and out, but um, seeing the tasting wheel, but also Kevin Cash is just a really engaging speaker. Yes, and, yes. Uh, he was also half shilling for Coors the whole time. Um, <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> he's working on that Coors and out uh, chair. I um, but also, uh, you know, I've got, uh, all of the, um, the the workshops I've been able to attend have been great. Sarah Wilson's um, on uh, um, supporting students. I attended that one too. It was great. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I've seen it before, but every time I learn something new. Um, and uh, the same thing with Milo's uh, concept warehouse. I've seen that three times, I think, but it's still valuable every time I see it. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and and the one today on anti-racism, I'm, I'm blanking on the names. It was from North, a group from Northeastern that was one. Jennifer Cole, she's here. Jennifer Cole, yeah, thank you. <laughs> 
What about you, Tracy? Yeah, and I, I, I loved those too. You also stole my answer. But, um, <laughs> but another one that was great was Dan Berkey, and I need to remember who the other two were, where we got to do games. Mm -hmm. oh, that was Matt that and was Dan and Dan. There, and there was another game. Oh, really? Oh, yes. 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 Oh, yes. I mean, that was a terrific one. It was one of the best ever, right? Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> there was another game. I think, I think it was maybe even earlier today. Is that right, Dan? Yeah, yeah earlier today. There you go. Uh, you know, and it's funny to go back to something you mentioned a moment ago, Mika, about uh, Kevin Cash being an engaging speaker. That's one of the things that I really like when I go to these workshops is so many of our colleagues in our community are so good at speaking and engaging with the crowd and everything. I love being able to pick up tips from those folks and see the way that they, you know, command people's attention and things like that. It really, I think, helps me bring a lot of good practices back to the classroom. So I'm really grateful for being able to do that. So we also had social activities this week, mm -hmm. and that was yesterday, Wednesday. And so, Cindy, you and I did the same thing, which was whitewater rafting, which I was just so excited when I saw the whitewater rafting was on the list. So do you have any uh, memorable stories from your whitewater rafting excursion? My team on that rafter was the best. We were very coordinated. I was kind of lost sometimes, but they pushed me and scream at me like, forward, back, whatever the instructions. We saw somebody fell from the pole, so we actually put in, we saw active learning there, how the safety and putting everything. So that was fun. And the other cool thing is that, you know, I turned 42 years ago, and after that I decided to not say no to challenges or things that I want to do, kind of like pushing myself to the next page or the next chapter of my life. So they ask, oh, do you want to jump in in the water? I'm like, hey. Let's do it. It's 50 degree in Puerto Rican. So it was the <laughs> closest to the, the, you know, the North Pole I could be, right? And I jumped into that water uh, and, and it was super amazing. It was really great experience. I'm taking a lot out of it. You know, it's funny that you put it that way because I felt the same way. They said, who wants to jump in and swim? And it's like a rapidly moving body yeah. of water, right? I mean, this is a white water rapids river. And I thought, I at first was like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm gonna sit in the raft. And then I saw people going up and doing it, and I was like, what am I gonna be in Colorado doing this again? Like, what am I do? like, I'm gonna regret it if I don't hop into this river and swim a little bit and yeah, let the current take me. a group of people. Yeah. Can I can trust that we're laughing exactly. at me when they're gonna stay. I totally yeah. agree, yeah. And so that gave me <laughs> the courage to go do it. So I hopped out, and like you said, the water was like 50 degrees. It was very refreshing because it was really sunny and everything. It was a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, I was really glad that I did it too. Me too. Now, Dami, you didn't go whitewater rafting, right. but I think you, you did a bike ride, I think yeah, you did told a bike me. Ride. So, right. how long was your bike ride? So, originally in the email, we had planned to go 15 miles, we went 23. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, what happened was <laughs> we, we started riding, you know, but, I mean, and beautiful views. First off, I chose the bike trail because. I've been biking in Columbus with my family and, you know, relatively flat, like, you don't have to worry about hills. So after I started breathing hard, walking up, I started to rethink it. Uh -huh. But we got on the bikes and then I think after about maybe, and Andy is here, so I think maybe about five, seven miles, I was like, okay, do you want to stop? And nobody wanted to stop, so we said, okay, let's keep going. So we went another two miles. <laughs> after two miles, do you want to stop? No, let's just keep going. So then eventually, and then we started looking at the time, and said, okay, we, we, we will turn back. A couple of things, obviously, I guess in certain parts of, the area has been raining and so there are parts of the path that were like waterlogged. So mm -hmm. we're driving right in through these parts and coasting through and like have our feet up in the air because there was, there was so much water. But but it was great and then um, I think my favorite part was there's a part of the bike path that's parallel to 
I-70. And so coming down, you could, I mean, you're you know, going downhill, the breeze is blowing, you're having a good time. But then riding back up is a completely different story. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we got to drink beers afterwards, so it was great. Nice, very nice. That's very Colorado way. to drink beer after a bike ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get more Colorado. You need to get the calories back, right? <laughs> so, when the next summer school comes up, that's going to be five years from now. I don't think anyone knows where it's going to be, who's going to be leading it, or anything, right? But inevitably, we're going to be talking with young faculty that are going to be considering going. So when that comes up, what would you say to one of those young faculty to encourage them to go to the next summer school? Why don't you go first, Mika? I'd say, I mean, um, this is definitely where I found my people. Like Margot said in uh, one of her introductions, it's, it's, uh, ASWE is wonderful, but you don't really feel that until you get into the CHED meeting, and that, that's a very small thing. Um, so um, yeah, it just it feels like everyone here is, we're on the same page, we all want to improve our education, we all want to um, uh, teach better, and um, yeah, learn more about other strategies of teaching. It's, uh, I just love it. That's great. What about you, Tracy? Yeah, I would say the same thing, 100% go. I mean, in addition to the connections that you make with other people, the connections that you make between things that they're doing that are successful for them and what you could do in your own classes and the inspiration that you get, um, whether it's directly what they're talking about doing or, oh, I could do this other thing. Um, the, those all bring you back energized and excited for preparing your courses and, and moving forward. And I would say also, it's made me realize I should attend AICG meetings, which mm -hmm. I haven't done because they're so big. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think about the fact that there's the smaller community mm -hmm. within there. Yes, so we have I'm our gonna, little fun community. Yeah, uh -huh. I'm gonna start attending AICG and ASWE. Yeah, so the ASWE Chemi Division and the AICHEA Division, I don't hardly go to anything else when I go to these <laughs> conferences, right? Yeah. Uh, so what about you, Cynthia? What would you say? So even if you're a teaching faculty or a tenure track faculty, it's beautiful to see everybody coexist here. So I, I find it very rewarding to find a space where teaching faculty can share their expertise to young faculty so they can advance their career and focus on the research. And I think that creates a, a culture of respect outside this space. Um, so if you're a teaching faculty, Submit workshops. You have you are a content matter expert, right? In your classroom, share your your joy, whatever you're publishing. Uh, and if you are young tenure track faculty, come here because you're gonna be learning what took us five, six years to master. Uh, and the thing is that you, we have like a share folder that is gold. Mm, I totally agree. Gold, like. I mean, I can go to any of the workshops and I think it's, it's beautiful to have that shared knowledge because we all learn together and get better as a community. And what would you say to a young faculty member thinking of going to the summer school, Dami? Um, so one of the sessions I attended, and I can't remember the quite one, I don't want to misquote or misrepresent who gave the quote either. It was like, you know, research faculty is one of the few places where you're supposed to learn teaching by osmosis and by trial and error, if you will, without any formal training. And um, prior to this, I was an instructor, and so I appreciate that part of like you know working with students. And I was a tutor for years undergrad, grad school, and so um, this is I think I feel like the only place where, as a chemical engineering faculty member, you could learn better practices, better ways to engage your students, better ways to just transmit the information, not just by 
like I said, you know, the picture that I showed where the person's lecturing, some people are sleeping, some people are talking in the back. Better ways to just find a way to engage students, and this is the only place I feel like that could happen. And so one of the things I would do is if I want to, you know, convince or have someone attend this from the university, I'll say, just come to one of my classes and see me actually implement some of these things that I've learned, and hopefully that will convince you more than anything else that this is a good place to be. Yeah, our pal Rich Felder always says that the biggest joke is that you become a professor and they they hand you, uh, you know, they say they hand you the syllabus for the course you're going to be teaching. You say, here's the syllabus from last time. You're teaching Chem E205. You know how to teach, right? Because you've been, you've taken classes forever, so you know how to teach. Go ahead and go for it. I'm sure you'll do great. And it's like, that is absolutely not what, yeah, that's not what's <laughs> happening. So it's wonderful that we have like, uh, like Michael Prince gave that how to teach workshop. Yes, exactly. You know, you start off with that and then you get to see what all these other folks are doing. I think it's a really wonderful thing. I, I want to add that we, I have posted many things. Like, I'm very active in social media. So many of my colleagues from MSC Biomedical, they're asking me, what is this that you're going? What is this that you're, that you're sharing? So other disciplines don't have this. So please take advantage of us because this is a unique, very unique experience and a gold. I think it's gold what we have here uh, in the summer school. I totally agree. I would also add that it's really cool to see, I mean, I've been a little bit starstruck originally the first time I went to an ASWE meeting, but um, seeing Phil Wankat and then at this week seeing Lisa Bullard and uh, Joe Shiawitz, I mean, I got an autograph from him in my design book. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that was really cool. And then you get to hang out with them and actually have a conversation, have lunch, have dinner, have a drink. Mm -hmm. Yes, everybody's very welcoming in our committee, and I totally agree with you. It's, it's just wonderful to see all these people whose names are on textbooks and yeah. things. You're like, oh, and you're such a down-to-earth, wonderful person. So we actually have a little bit of time left, which is wonderful, because we get to get to one of my favorite questions, which is music. So uh, I always like to talk about music, because inevitably, whenever we all get together, we're talking about cool teaching strategies and things we've done in our classes and everything else, and a lot of times we don't get to talk about music that we like. So I want to hear what all of you think about music and what your favorite bands are and all that stuff. So Mika, we'll start with you. Uh, so I like pretty much everything. Um, I, I mean, from you know classics and Led Zeppelin to modern day stuff. But um, uh, I, I'm I used to play saxophone, so I like a lot of uh, jazz. Wow. Uh, especially tennis sax players, John Coltrane, Sonny Rollins. Um, uh, but I was also in a band in college, and so cool. that's how I got that mic and mic stand. <laughs> uh, so I was in a punk band in uh, in college. Really? Yeah. Cool. What was the name of the punk band? Uh, it was Winston Thought. That's the last two lines of a uh, famous book that I'm blanking on now. The lead singer came up with it. Okay. All the songs. Basically, I just played bass and sang harmonies, but uh, <laughs> it was really fun. That's great. What about you, Tracy? Yeah, so um, I heard in the last one that a couple of the people had Bare Naked Ladies as their first CD they bought. Uh -huh. I'm in that crowd. I love Bare Naked Ladies. My top three Spotify stations would be Billy Joel, okay. Bare Naked Ladies, and, uh, and maybe Adele. But okay. I also have a 13-year-old and a 17-year-old, and so I'm learning all the you know new stuff too and enjoy the heck out of that, catch myself painting at home, listening <laughs> to their music. Um, but I want to just throw in a plug for... Mika is is also a, a film guy and a music guy, and mm -hmm. when we all went to online, 
or remote learning, um, he put together a great video called Why We All Got a Zoom. Uh huh. And got a bunch of people in our department to, you know, fake sing and fake play the piano and he <laughs> played for real and that's put wonderful. this video together. So that's, that's worth fun. checking out. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You know, it's funny you mentioned that um, uh, bare naked lady stuff because right after that, we all started talking about who, who knows the most lyrics to the song One Week. And how, how can you, can anybody sing it? Because it's so fast, right? And I, it was really fun getting to kind of share, like we all know snippets of different verses in that song. What about you, Cindy? What's your kind of music? So this may be a lesson for you about cultural awareness, because I know nothing about what you're saying about music. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to talk my music, and you're going to have the feeling that I have every time I'm down a table, and I cannot participate of these discussions. So I grew up in Puerto Rico until I was, and I was there until 32. So I moved to, to mainland uh, 10 years ago. So I grew up in Spanish. I don't listen to music in English. Maybe, I don't know, Alanis more you said in the 90s, because my friend had MTV, I had cable TV. I didn't mm -hmm. have in cable TV, uh, but I grew up listening uh, very cool Puerto Rican bands. Well, Puerto Rico is a, a mecca of uh, Latin American music in salsa, merengue, rock in Spanish, or Spanish rock. Uh, so we go, it's, it's beyond, beyond Yellow and Ricky Martin. It's so much more. So it, there's a really cool rock band that is called Fiera La Vega, and they do a lot of music uh, talking about the politi political situation of Puerto Rico and the United States. They do a lot of music uh, uh, directed to the diaspora, and I, I never thought I was going to become the diaspora, and now I am here. So it's really, really appealing to myself to, to, to listen to that music. And I, we have so many more, but that's what I really like the most, and I like to listen to that in the morning, so that's it. That's really interesting. Thank you. What do you think, Dominic? Uh, so I grew up in Nigeria, but I spent the other half of my life here in the U.S., and um, one of the main things, I listen to a little Nigerian music, which is grouped now on the Afrobeats would be the, the genre, so like Davido and, and Whiskey and Fireboy and people like that. Um, and then I listen to a lot of R&B as well, that's why I grew up on my parents listen to a lot of that. Um, so there's some songs that are really old, like Gregory Abbott that I listen to, but like, you know, the, obviously the new age people as well. And then there's music that you play when you're grading or when you're at the gym, you know, mm -hmm. so it's usually hip hop, so yeah. <laughs> so I know very little about like Nigerian music, so can you give me the name of a band? All right, so Whiskey would be probably the most popular um, of all the Afrobeats music, Burner Boy as well. So um, Burner Boy was on, actually visited the U.S. and I think he was interviewed by um, both Trevor Noah and he was on either the oh, station yeah. one of those okay. nightly shows yeah. as well. Don't forget um, Fela Kuti. Yeah, Fe oh, Fela would be like the original. So yeah, Burner yeah, Boy is kind of yeah. like the reincarnation of yes, that. So yes, Fela, yes. so I don't know if you remember, there was a musical on Broadway called Fela that's about Fela Kuti. So he was really, okay. was really big as well. I did not um, make that connection. Yeah, yeah so that's Fela, so he's, he's Nigerian too. So. Huh, very cool. So we actually have a couple minutes here, so that means that the audience can ask some questions to the panel if they want, or to me. Anybody got anything that they want to throw out there? You don't have to be shy. We're all big happy family here. Yeah, Gerard. Yeah, y'all um, started to allude to some of this. What's one thing that you're going to take back and maybe um, implement or apply? Good question. Python. <laughs> I mean, definitely active learning in the, the sense of, you know, 10, 12 minute talking and then, you know, five minutes then participating and stuff like that. So very, very. Yeah, I think the act of learning was the biggest thing for me whenever I first learned how to do it. And I remember I was taking the course from Rich Felder about how to teach, basically. And 
at one point he said, it's been two hours. It doesn't feel like it does it. And I was like, it doesn't feel like it's been two hours because you get, you, it's almost like they're breaks, but they're not breaks. You're learning the whole time. You're just talking with people. So it shifts gears in your head and like gives you a rest in that one part of your head that's getting worn out and you get to use the other one. So, I messed up once I got an 80 minute class Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I used to break it up into two and I've, after this, I know I need to break up into probably three or four parts. Yeah, no, that's terrific. Uh, I think I'll probably be doing uh, more examples about beer making. I didn't realize, <laughs> basically, it, it, it applies to every class in the yeah, core. MEB mm -hmm. to basic thermo, fluids, heat mm -hmm. transfer, mass transfer. It's great. Yeah. What about you, Tracy? Yeah, you said I, Python, I said, right? I said Python. Yeah. yeah. That was something. I had it on my to-do list to learn <laughs> Python after this, mm -hmm. and I already got started, and now I'm a little scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not excited. <laughs> scared. I'm, I'm excited, too. Very excited. Yeah. But a little scared. I've heard really good things about that workshop. That was Ashley Ford Versept and Robert Hesketh and Matt Stuber. Okay. I remember the names. Yeah. Yeah. No, I heard really good things about that. Does anybody else have anything they want to throw out there? No? All right. Well, then we got a banquet to get to, folks. So what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up. Let's give a big hand to our wonderful family. And we are out. Yeah. Nicely done, everyone. Oh, I appreciate it. Hey, uh, hey, everyone. Hey, Cynthia. Let's get a picture. Did you like this edition of In the Fume Hood? Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasting fix. Follow us on Twitter at In the Fume Hood, and feel free to share feedback, suggestions, or let us know if we got something wrong.